The COVID-19 pandemic has rattled investors, but at least when it comes to retirement plans, stocks still rule. We'll explain why and whether that trend is likely to continue on this episode of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast for Monday, May 18th. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from Lake Mayapak in Putnam County, New York. And coming to you, I think, for the last time from uh, Mom's Have Finished Basement in Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Joust. Thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. We're going to talk to Joust founder again this week, uh, George Kurtica. George, uh, Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. PayArmor, Joust invoice payment guarantee product supports the 71% of the gig economy that experiences non-payment. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. And actually now they have some big news coming up, guys, but but they, are, uh, they have a waiting list. List. And so enter promo code money with friends. When you get in, you'll get hundred dollars in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF for more. Uh, big thanks to them. It'll be fun. I think that, uh, by the way, Bobby George is going to talk about his big news when he's on. I was talking to Vicky from their team and I'm very excited for them. So I'd love to love to uh, everybody to listen to uh, Thursday's show. George will make the announcement. Very cool. But we've got some other cool stuff. People going back into stocks. It's mm-hmm. good to see. It's like spring here in Michigan. The flowers are coming out. Dandelions all over the place. I love dandelions. <laughs> dandelions really? all over the place. And I do. Yes, I know. My my, my dad was always like, you got to get rid of all the dandelions. I'm like, but they're so pretty. They're so cool. Uh, anyway, dandelions in bloom. People going back into stocks. What could go wrong? Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Tara from Rise Up. Just when you thought it couldn't get better, it's time for our headlines. Maybe a little bit could go wrong. We'll talk about it. This comes to us from Investment News, which is kind of an industry uh, website for uh, financial planners, financial advisors, uh, stockbrokers, those types of people. Uh, and it is written by, who's this written by? Uh, uh, Emil Halaz. Uh, Emil writes, 401k investors warm to stock funds as market rises, says a report. Retirement plan investors inch towards stock funds more days than not last month, the first time they've done so during the COVID-19 crisis. The overall amount of trading during April was small, reflecting just 0.13% of 401k assets in All Light Solutions' record-keeping business, according to a report this week from that company. However, 12 of the 21 days the market was open favored trades to equity funds, the firm reported. In terms of total assets, more 401k money went into bond funds, which represented 31% of trading inflows, according to Alight. But by comparison, 19% of trading by retirement plan participants went into self-directed brokerage accounts, and 18% was a shift toward money market funds, the record keeper noted. Due to market returns and net trading, the average 401k allocation to equities funds increased during April at 64.7%, up from 63.1% at the end of March, according to Alight. Uh, In April, the S&P 500 index was up nearly 13% for the month, though it was still down by more than 9% for the year through the end of April. 
Meanwhile, investors continued to pull money from target date funds. Those products accounted for 44% of outflows from 401k plans, the Alight report showed. In March, investors who were within about 15 years of retirement pulled a total of $9.4 billion from target date funds, according to data from Morningstar. The COVID-19 pandemic and market fall has clearly rattled investors, but some of their worries might be easing. About 62% of people said they were concerned about their retirement savings in a May 5th survey of 1,000 people commissioned by Lend edu that was down from 72 percent at the beginning of april according to a similar survey from the firm a separate survey of 3,000 people commissioned by fidelity investments last month found that 60 percent are at least somewhat worried about their finances that sentiment was stronger among millennials and gen xers 69 and 68 percent respectively than baby boomers at 51 percent across all generations 46 of people 46 percent of people said they were worried about having enough money saved for retirement according to the fidelity survey and let me just read one more paragraph in response one of the largest investment firms and retirement plan providers vanguard so it's a calm investors. Um, that firm published a report comparing the recent market losses to the wealth changes investors have seen mm. over the past three years. While the S&P 500 was down nearly 20% during the first three months of this year, investors are not usually invested entirely in stocks or stock funds. So the losses many saw were lower. So I think it's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. there. I think, you know, the, the overall, what stands out to me is that they're not pulling out of stocks. They're increasing only slightly, but the fact is investors are sticking with stocks. Yeah, I like that. In fact, out of all these statistics, you know which one bothers me the most? There's actually two. The fact that so many people are putting money into self-directed brokerage accounts. We can talk about how that works inside their 401k. And so many people putting money into a money market. The money market, Bobby, you know, interest rates, uh, many people have been complaining lately that uh, they're getting call or uh, uh, emails from their money market accounts where they keep their emergency fund and they're telling them they're reducing the interest rate. With the Fed paying nothing mm -hmm. right now, banks are paying next to nothing. It is a horrible time to be in a money market. And especially if you don't need the money right now, why the hell are you in a money market versus sticking with stocks? Because I know that 10 years from now, the stock market historically over a 10 year period beats the pants off a money market. Yes. Well, I, I agree with you because we're talking, we're talking, I agree with you because we're talking about a retirement fund and we're going to presume that these are people that are not too close to retirement, but if you are close to retirement and by the way, it could be an involuntary retirement. Let's not forget about that. That's Some people true. might be forced out of the workforce and never get back the same kind of income as they never did. Keeping the money, you know, you can also keep the money in a 401k and lower your risk tolerance, whatever that may be. Now, it's interesting that people were pulling money out of, if I understand this correctly, out of target date funds, which tend to be more expensive, but also have sort of an automated diversity yeah. that should protect you. So that sort of bothers me. I mean, obviously it can be expensive. You have to look at that. Some are not, not all of them are. They can be expensive because they're funds of funds generally. But to me, if you are if you want to be conservative and you don't want to be in a money market, a target date as a concept is probably something to consider. And the other thing is that I'd rather have somebody be in a money market because they're worried about the stock market going down than taking the money actually out of the 401k. Yes, they could absolutely lose gains, but if they need to take out, you know, 5% of their money that was in stocks, we don't know that they, maybe they had a hundred percent in stocks and they're 55 and they're worried about their job and they might be forced to retire earlier than they expect. Maybe if it helps their comfort rather than removing money from the 401k, put some money into, you know, 
cash, my money market, we're going to call it, and you're not earning anything, but at least you're not going to panic sell the rest of the stuff because it starts going down and you're worried that your retirement will be in half. The problem is that's what was, you know, the truth is that was a fear for when, when we, when this first started and we, we had the market, let's say the Dow go down to around, you know, below 20,000 people, you know, this was like, oh my God, all my retirement savings is gone. People had that fear and you can get that if you have a certain amount of cash in a money market within your 401k and it keeps you from doing something foolish or something you might regret, let's say, maybe it's okay to not earn money on that. I, I don't know. I, I, I think we're disagreeing on this, but it is what it is. That's my feeling. I don't, I don't know that we are, but, but because I think that if you're going to use the money over the short term, a money market's a great place to be, but putting money that you're go, not going to use short term in a money market is a horrible thing to do. I mean, you have to, you will very, very safely, like what you're talking about is people are worried about safety, Bobby. People will Mm. very, very safely never reach a goal. You will be super safe and you'll never go anywhere, which is not what, not what your, your money should do. You should have these buckets of money that's for the short term, money that's for medium term and money that's for long term. And certainly I can see your point that, okay, maybe I need more short term money now than I thought that I did. So, so having money that way, I hope that's what people think are thinking, but you and I know that that's probably not the case. People are instead in full-fledged panic mode. And the reason I think that is because of the target date fund that you're talking about, which is scary. Because what you're saying, when you pull money out of a retirement fund, and like you, I'm not always a fan of a retirement fund, of, of excuse me, of a target date fund, uh, because like you mentioned, they can be expensive. But when you fire the retirement fund manager and you just put the money in X thing, what you're saying is you're smarter than the pro that you hired to do this for you. And then I have to start thinking, am I overestimating? Am I overestimating my own cognitive ability to make these decisions versus a target date fund at the very least has a plan and they're, they're asset allocating according to these very, you know, this very scientific data. And by the way, if you're selling it because you don't understand what the plan is, I think that might be fair, but an even more fair thing to do would be to go to the company's website and find out how that fund is managed. Cause I found that knowledge about what they're actually thinking, like you look at, I'll tell you what happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but it certainly happened with me when I was an advisor during the 2000 and 2008 the seven, eight downturn was people didn't know how the fund was managed and what they did. And they would just assume that they're thinking nothing. And then we'd have a discussion about here's how this manager acts. These are the levers that they pull. This is how the fund works. That knowledge gave people power and then they didn't panic so much. But I think that I think pulling out of target date funds kind of shows me that people are, you know, those people are in panic mode. What do you think about if somebody is in their mid to high fifties had planned to retire in their early to late seventies. So they think they had, they were basically planning on 15 more years, but it becomes apparent because of what's going on now that they may never get, they may be out of work or have a serious pay cut and may not ever go back to those levels. And they are, you know, they're they're effectively, they're going to be retiring uh, much earlier than they thought. Does that change the equation? Because they're going to need, because suddenly that long-term 10 to 15 years, account that's for retirement becomes something where, you know, in retirement, people think, you know, you retire, boom, it's like a finish line. It's not, it's, it's a 30 year stretch. Sometimes you don't know how long it's going to be. So you might have to access a portion of that money in the very near term, much earlier than you would ever planned. 
if your Does goal- Does change your view? Well, well, I'll tell you, I think there's degrees of what you do, right? I think once again, instead of just going, oh my goodness, I need cash right now. If you think it's earlier, but it's not going to be today, I change not my asset allocation of what I've got now. I change the way I'm investing new money because I really don't want to, if it's not time to harvest those assets, I'm going to try to protect them. I don't want to sell them while they're down. Instead, instead of putting money in stocks and trying to take advantage of the downturn, I'm going to to let those heal, those things that are down, and put all my new money into cash. So hopefully I can build, Bobby, a cash cushion that's going to come close. It probably won't make it if it's going to be in the next year or two. You, you probably won't get completely there. But also hopefully over the next couple of years, this will pass, and I will have a better opportunity to sell these at a higher price than I do today. I don't think that I... If I have to sell, I have to sell. I mean, I'm with you. But 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 another way to handle that is number one, can I add to cash instead of adding to stocks with my new money? And then number two is uh can I maybe do kind of a hybrid retirement? Is there a way to possibly retire but keep working a little bit? My brother-in-law did an early retirement knowing that his he's he's in his uh mid forties, maybe 45 and decided he had enough money to retire. But what helped him was he also knew that from time to time, his existing company was going to want him to continue to consult. Right? So if, if there are other streams of income coming in, maybe you can, you can also not touch those stocks by retiring from your job, but bringing in money in a different way. I don't know. I just know there's other ways to do it than just selling. But the question is, so let's say you're in an index fund, which we often talk about as a good fit for many people. That's very broad. And not every industry is going to bounce back in the same way. Is it a time to think about maybe within your 401k, an asset reallocation plan where you focus on sectors that are more likely to rebound? Because there are some sectors that, I mean, look, Warren Buffett is selling out of airplanes. So, you know, airlines. So why, you know, maybe you want to, uh, you know, look at that and, and be a little more strategic in what you're investing in. If you believe some industries are never going to be the same again, maybe we don't do this broad investing anymore. Maybe it should be more strategic with the new money. I don't know. Holy cow. Did you, you, you opened up an That's awesome, worms. What, what, what you did. And I will tell people you're assuming that everything bounces back. Right. But the truth is one of the strengths of investors that people talk about, and actually your friend, Nick Kakonis, is that the guy that from yes. the uh, restaurant group? Yes. Yeah, not my friend, but I love this. Nick Kakonis. You adore him. Yes. And so he was on Tim Ferriss and he was saying one of the mistakes that investors make is they will sell a winning stock because they feel like they won. So they'll cash out of that. And then if they have a losing stock, they say, well, if I liked it at a hundred, I love it at 80. But the truth is sometimes like right now, a lot of stocks went down just because everything went down. Right. And the company might still be a good company, but sometimes they go down and they're never coming back because the business changed or it's not being run, whatever factors may be just because it goes down, doesn't mean it's cheaper. And so everyone should check out that episode, by the way, with Tim Ferriss. Um, it's an episode a few, a few weeks ago, maybe now, both, but he says that in that episode, he talks about that. Both and that so one we shouldn't, and oh, the first ahead, time, well, both that one and the first time Nick was on are both fantastic. Just right. so five hours of great audio. Gonna, not every stock is going to rebound no. in the same way. Not every industry is going to rebound the same way. And the, uh, business opportunities may look very different in different, different industries, depending on how they can adapt to what we believe will be the new world we emerge into. I think that's a lot. 
Well, <laughs> well, no, th- th- there's a lot to unpack, and I'll just say two things. First one is it, it's all based on your level of readiness, right? If you feel like you have no readiness, I will tell you, you don't listen to us and think that you got to get into sectors. Um, you can be a diversified investor and get ahead, and you'll come through this, and you'll be fine. However, if you want to go to 201, Bobby, what you're talking about, I I would go right now and I would listen to, and I'll just say we're about to have him back on the Stacking Benjamin show and he's one of my favorite people. In fact, we had his daughter, Danielle Town, as part of our cast here. We love Danielle Town. We love mm-hmm. Phil Town. Phil Town is talking, Bobby, exactly about what you're talking about right now. He's oh. he's, he's talking about all you have to do is, is put together a, a list of a few a few companies that are going to be stronger. And of course, Phil has a way that he's done that historically and that's what he's selling. Right. But he's also not selling snake oil. He talks about listening to smart people. Uh, I interviewed him yesterday for this upcoming episode. He said, listen to Ray Dalio, listen to, uh, listen to Warren Buffett. Like, uh, yeah, Phil, very, very Mm -hmm. smart. He tells people, he tells people, he's, if Phil tells people, if you're getting out of debt, listen to Dave Ramsey. Right. I mean, Phil is a very smart guy, but Phil's talking about what you're talking about. And he and Danielle have a great new YouTube video that I watched uh, preparing for my discussion with him, which won't be out for a couple of weeks. But if you go if you go find some Phil Town, if you want the 201, um, if you've got the time for that, but don't feel like you have to. I really feel like you can go into stocks and diversify, stay diversified. And you're going to you're going to be OK. The Warren Buffett has said this. The American economy is going to find a way. Right. Warren Buffett's waiting right now. He's got a bunch of money in cash in the sidelines and people are wondering what he's going to do. But he has said the economy is going to be OK. And if the economy is going to be OK, you're going to be OK with a diversified portfolio. Which I think I think is super exciting. Are we going to, you know, we, we had a really weird um, Instagram thing that we shared today. Do we? Are we going to go into that? Or, or oh, or, you want to? I sent you. Well, we well we asked people if they invested in stocks, and, and the majority of people do. But then I did send you some answers that yes. people had sent to us, and um, I think I'll read the question, and then you can find the answers that yes. people sent. Hold on, while I find this, we're just stalling for a second. Um, so yeah, so 93% said they do invest in the stock market. And we asked people, what are your concerns right now when it comes to investing in the stock market? Well, this is interesting. Ryan says, did I miss my chance to invest with the, you know, with the March downturn? Everything, everything came back, Bobby, so much quicker. And people are wondering if they missed the bottom. The answer would be, oh. no, you didn't for two reasons. A, you don't pay attention to the bottoms. You just keep investing monthly. You, you continue to dollar cost averaging to do well. But I'll also tell you this, those smart people like Warren Buffett, Phil Town, and Ray Dalio are also waiting for a reason. There could be more. You never know what's around the the latest corner. So, Ryan, I, I don't know about you, Bobby, but I would tell Ryan, I wouldn't even ask that question. Did I miss it? Just get in. Dollar cost average. Yes. Uh, Jackster says, what stock or ETF to purchase? Depends completely on, on your goals, right? Completely mm-hmm. to start with the end in mind. And work backwards because different funds do well under different circumstances. You don't put money. This is the whole discussion, Bobby, you and I were having. You don't put money in a money market if you need it 20 years from now. If you need it three years from now, yes, you put it in a money market. Fantastic Mm -hmm. stuff. Good stuff there. And of course, then we got some spam.
So, which is, which is always great. It just, well, we did get somebody to buy low and hold long-term. Thank you very much. Yes. Nice job exactly. there. Yep. Uh, hey, uh, Bobby and I are going to uh, have our big takeaways uh, today, but we want to one more time uh, say a big thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends this season. Uh, ever thought about starting your own business? Perhaps you want to begin a side passion project, but you weren't sure where to begin. Ensuring a steady income is always going to be one of the first things you think of and could be the reason why you don't eventually take the leap. Well, Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated, but Joust makes it easy. PayArmor, Joust's invoice, a payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. You can sign up for free for Joust at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. You enter the promo code money with friends. You get $100 in credit. By the way, it is a waiting list now, um, but mm -hmm. you want to be in line. George is going to have a big announcement uh, uh, probably on Thursday when he joins us. And I, we're really excited about that. So, uh, Bobby, what's our big takeaway from today's piece? Retirement plans are generally dollar cost averaging. And so I'm really not surprised that this trend is continuing because it tends to be on autopilot for those who can continue to invest for the long-term future as legitimately worried as people may be. This is still what people think is their best bet in terms of growing their future. So I still think, I think it's a good trend. I support it, but I think you have to have empathy as I always say for people that want to maybe take a little bit off the table if they feel they're going to have a cash crunch or need money if their retirement date may be moving um, earlier than they had expected. You always have so much more empathy than I have. I'm, I'm, I'm not strong on the empathy. I am strong on the tough love, but, but, but I do think that, um, that this is exciting news, Bobby, that people are warming back up to stocks. And I don't think it's because as you and I both kind of agree, it's not because we think the stock market's going anywhere anytime soon. It's that most investors in the market are there because they have a long-term goal. And if you have a long-term goal, investing in the stock market is the place to be. And if you don't know what to do, it is far safer long-term to stick with your plan than it is to blow it up. And as we see this thing finally start getting better and America gets back to work, like we said on Saturday, you don't want to be stuck with a plan that's short-term when we go back to long-term. You want all the engine in place. So I do think it's great, but I also would interpret that as Joe and Bobby's stamp that it, the worst is over. If we can all, we could all just stock market going up all the time now. I don't think that's going to be the case. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, I do. It's not the case. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't have any idea either. Bobby, but, one thing I do have an idea of is where people can go take uh, advantage of our next poll as we gear up for this week of shows. Uh, how can people help us make the show? Everyone here is officially invited to become part of our Instagram community. Officially. It's officially at Money Friends Pod. We also have made that the Instagram, the handle for Twitter as well. So please follow us in both places. You're welcome, people. You're welcome that we did that for you. We did that specifically so you can hang out with us, which I know you've been waiting to do. Uh, also, also, if you want to uh, hang out with us while we make the show it, on YouTube is where Bobby and I are every Thursday or Friday. Uh, you'll find us at uh, youtube.com forward slash money with friends. And then on, uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, you'll find Bobby and I on Facebook and we're over at the Stacky Benjamins Facebook page. Go hang out with us there. Facebook.com forward slash I Benjamins. And we'll be having fun this week. 
with our with uh, two of our good friends. Um, uh, I will have George Kurtiker on, and you will have drumroll, Chad Parks of Ubiquity. Which he's that guy knows more. He's forgotten more about retirement than I know. <laughs> he's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're having a great time. We love having him on. This will be the last week of this season. Next week, we're going to have some of our favorite people from seasons past on. We're going to have our big reveal show. Well, who's coming up in the next season? And we're already, man, I'm looking at the next uh, cast. This cast was great. Can we can we equal it? You'll find out in uh, in a week and a half. So Yeah, some surprises. Maybe some names that we've been dropping. Hmm. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you back here. She'll see you back here tomorrow. I'll see you later in the week. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.